Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. This podcast is sponsored by DJ Baird, Carpentry and Building Services. For more details, contact them via Facebook at djbaird.carpentry, email them at dan.baird at hotmail.com, or telephone them on 07904 738993. Hello, this is Kerry, and you're listening to What the Actual Fuck. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to episode 14 of What the Actual Fuck, a This Country podcast. I'm here in the shed. With the man who can't even get into the dump gang, but his ball bag has gone black and dropped off. It's Neil. Hello, Pav. And Jow, well, you know Jow. me. Jow. <laughs> How well you know me. Uh, well, we've spent a lot of time together, yeah. haven't we? Me and my black ball yeah. bag. So before we get on to the uh, final episode of season one that we're going to look in depth at, yes. let's celebrate in the fact that now we are living in the world, in the universe, where series two is now out. Absolutely. Well, episode one, as we recorded this, as we are recording this, episode one of series two went out on iPlayer yesterday. It did. And it from did. what I can see on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, has been pretty much 100% wonderfully received from uh, I was gonna the say, This Country fans. Because it is a continue, it really is a continuation. They haven't lost the momentum, they haven't lost the jokes. If you like the first series, there's nothing you're not going to like in the second, is it? It's not like they've weakened down the jokes or the situation. Or no, but you can sort of feel that they they know, just their performances, they know the characters a bit more. Yeah. We will go on to it, because once all six episodes have been aired, we will start doing like we've done for series one, yeah. and we're going to dissect them. Um, uh, hopefully have maybe a couple of guests to, to help us do that. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yes, so that's uh, that's the plan. Now, before, again, before we kick off with, actual, with our analysis of episode six, GNVQ, uh, I got a special birthday shout-out. We received a message uh, from Carla Morbay. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. 
Um, this is uh, from her. She said, My daughter and I have been a massive fans of the, this country since day one, and not a day goes past when we don't mimic something from the series. Thanks for all the podcasts. Love listening to them all. Them all. It's my daughter Ella's 18th birthday on the 8th of March. Uh, carry on the good work. Well, thank you very much, and happy birthday. Happy, happy bir- 18th indeed. birthday, no Happy birthday, Ella. Ella, uh, Ella, uh, Ella. <laughs> I'm sure she oh, gets that yeah, all the so time. many times. Well, well, we'll come down, you can buy us a drink. Yeah. I don't know where she lives or anything. No, but, you know. But that's a special uh, 18th birthday. Uh, well, have a tape. fantastic day when it comes round. Indeed. Now, the thing is, if you want a shade tape, normally you have to donate on Patreon. But because it was her 18th, I thought it was a special thing. Oh, uh, no, absolutely. absolutely. So here we go then. Uh, episode six, the final episode of Series One, GNVQ. Indeed. Uh, we start with the usual text. Yeah. Uh, so we don't need to go on about that anymore. And then we have Kerry and Curtin uh, in the public toilets. Or the bus stop. Or it's the public, bus stop. Public toilet slash bus stop. Is that there. what it is? Yeah, absolutely. Because there are definitely toilets there. Yeah, and there's definitely a bus stop in front. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Because we've actually been there. Well, you've actually... Well, well we, we filmed we filmed exclusive bit, Patreon yeah. uh, video. And we both partook in using the toilet. Not together, <laughs> but, <laughs> not together. No, but we did use It's not that it. kind of toilet. But no, literally in front of that bus stop, uh, that toilet is a bus stop. Right. So that's why there's a seat in there. And Okay, well, that, that makes more sense. Because I thought if you wanted to sit down, you could just go into the toilet. Yeah. Right, okay. Um... We see that there's a, a bit of graffiti. Darren Lacey is granny bashing scum. Yeah. And there's a little sort of crude picture of a middle finger. Now, if you look carefully on episode one, you can see that. So it's a nice flashback to... Right. It is there all along. So it's quite uh, a good flashback. I love the fact that they go, we did that. Like, it's a real... Yeah. They're so proud. They're so <laughs> proud of their artwork. Um... And then it's, we should we should scrub that out. His granny was bashing him. Yeah. And they think it was a fire poker, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also noticed like there's also um, Kerry and Curtin rule this village forever was another yeah, one. Yeah, uh, And then, of course, you can't have graffiti without the uh, spurt in dick and balls. No, you've got... Uh, you've yeah, got it's to just have. a compulsive... It's, it's the you law. You must have it. Yeah, it's the law. So then they decide that it should say... Granny is Darren Lacey bashing scum. <laughs> and then you've got this picture of this little old lady twatting this... Uh, I don't know why, but With I've a got fire poker. A, a ginger lad being smacked around. Why a ginger lad? I don't know. I just don't know. It's just one of these images I've got in my head. And no disrespect to any no, ginger no, no, people No, no, absolutely like not. I mean... One of my a really close friend of mine is ginger. But I've just got it in my head that... <laughs> I don't know. You get a mental image after you've watched it a few times. Right, okay. So you've got a mental image of what Darren Lacey looks like. Yeah. We should maybe go back to the episode with the the tea towel and have a look and see if Darren Lacey is on there. Yeah. Because he's mentioned again a little bit later on in this episode. Yeah, I know, yeah. So, yeah. Maybe somebody that we might come across in series two. We'll have to ask as well. Yeah. We'll find out who is Darren Lacey. I was trying to look and sort of think whether there's anybody I know called Darren Lacey. It's quite a sort of common name, isn't it? Mm. That sort of name. So, well, so is Rob Robinson. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, well, uh, to but be fair, what... Rob Robinson isn't as common as you probably think because the the connection of the two together, you know, the the rhyme. Whereas Darren Lacey, I, I feel that I know somebody mm. by that name. It's that yeah. sort of thing, isn't it? So we see Kurt, uh, Curtin walking in a field, and then there's a voiceover uh, telling the story that Kerry called. Um, 
Kerry called and saying there was a hedgehog in the garden. Looks like Grandad. I know. <laughs> but then he, he said he stopped and because it, it was 3am in the morning and he thought, what the fuck am I doing with my life? But it's the life? fact, if you think about it, that he got up, got dressed and walked halfway to her house. Exactly. Before he realised Yeah, that. at 3 o'clock in the yeah. morning. Um, Curtin has something in his hand uh, going to see the vicar. So it's obviously it's a letter of some sort. We don't know yet until... He gets in with the vicar, and uh, he's pacing around, and he said, I cannot, can't open the letter. And then the vicar says, I'll open it. And Curtin says, no, I'll open it. Snatchy. Snatchy. <laughs> and then actually you open it, and the vicar opens the letter. Uh, Reverend Francis confer- um, yeah, says that basically the confines of the village... When you're looking at the bigger picture, they have to have bigger dreams for yeah, themselves. and look for, forward to the future, their futures, don't they? That's right. So the vicar opens the letter and they say, yeah, they said yes. And the vicar genuinely... I love the way that Paul Shahidi plays this, but he's, he's... he is genuinely just cares about these two kids. I know, he really does, and it shows, doesn't yeah, it? It yeah. really is It's a great sweet. performance. Really is a great performance. Um, Curtin, of course, then... You're joking me. <laughs> but this is one of the bits that was like one of the the main memes, I think, of, of series one was curtain, like, you know, wait for it to drop, wait for it to drop. I, I don't know what, what oh, the song the is. Dance bit, but there's a laugh that's there when he says, you're joking me. And um, if you are joking with me, that's massively harsh. <laughs> <laughs> It just made me chuckle. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah, when he puts this, the, gets the record to load up on YouTube or whatever. And then there's this, again, another one of these real-world moments that it, it seems to me like it would be ad-libbed, where mm. he's, he, he lines a song up and he goes, he goes, oh, fuck's sake, advert. Yeah. We've, we've all been through that, where we put line yeah. up a video and then there's a, an advert on the fucking... Is that a genuine of... song, though, they're playing? Or is I it... think it is. I don't know... Because it sounds really speeded up at the beginning, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think that's the... Yeah, the style, the, we're old, that, yeah. That's, yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I was <being> very calm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm glad that we're not Facebook no. Live in that. We did it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to say about the fact that I think I've heard that song before, right. but then that would cost a lot of money if they had an actual song. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it must be. But yeah, the the, yeah. the, the, the um the speeding up that grandpa. Yeah. That's the that's the way that the kids like their songs these days. Okay. But I just, when you watch that with um, uh, the vicar, Paul's, um, again, his reaction, he's actually got pure joy in his mm. face for Curtin, hasn't he? Yeah. And he's sort of bouncing with him and enjoying it. Although there is times when he does look slightly uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Because it is, I, I was trying to equate it to something, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I couldn't quite think of what it was, but it's that thing when you've got somebody sort of performing in front of you. Yeah, but that, cring- you, cringe yeah, cringy. Bit, yeah. yeah, and then, of course, then he's going, wait for the drop, and you know, he's, he's, he's going mad off his tits and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's grabbing, like, the, the dog... Um, the, the charity, charity box. money box. And the vicar laughs. Yeah, and then he goes for the cross. Uh, no, 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 no. But the thing is, then there's respect there from Curtin. Because he puts it straight back. Because he puts it straight back. Mm. And that's what I think is, is the key to the relationship that... Okay, Kerry doesn't quite have in this episode for the vicar. No. Because um, they're quite a loggerhead. But there's reasons why. There is reasons it? why. But Curtin... Obviously, I mean to be fair, the stuff that we've seen in se- season two that we when we went mm. and saw the, the the previews, there's a lot of love there. 
Yeah, um, yeah, there really is. B- f- for Curtin, between Curtin and the vicar. Mm. Yeah, a lot of respect, maybe, is the right the right word. Yeah. Um, right, so I've done about the charity box here, because we talked about that. He grabs a cross. Um, now, then it cuts to like, Curtin and he's shirtless. I know. He's really it, gone for it, isn't and, it? And again, then there, there is real sort of like awkwardness in the room. Mm. Um, and so Curtin... He goes banging. Did you see that? Let's go down the pub and get shit faced. And uh, the joy in the vicar's face, and then the line, "You ever done a pill, vicar?" Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. But I love the way that they shot that. That mm. you didn't see that. It was the it was the the Con- outside sort of the continuation of the scene where they cut from the scene to the yeah. next one. And it was outside with with just the the, the audio of it, mm. and it was very quiet. We you will hear it a little bit later it on. It is but, funny. It is very funny. But that was a really good bit there. Uh, so Curtin then explains that he's going for a GNVQ for health and social care at Swindon College. And with the vicar's help, he'll be living in the halls. And he says, it's amazing that I got in. Yeah, because I just noticed this watching, I'm dissecting it maybe a little bit too much, but he genuinely seems so pleased with himself to have got the space because he, he asked that question to the vicar, doesn't it? How many people do you think applied? And the vicar replies, quite a few. And, he, and Curtin, to build himself up to the excitement, says, I reckon... There were loads. He's so proud yeah, of himself, yeah, yeah. isn't he? But then we have what I've called, on my notes I've written down, is the airplane moment. They're having the conversation, yeah. and then behind, so not in the foreground, but in the background, through the window, you see Kerry, it looks like, fighting with... like well, she's being ten, set upon. Ten, eleven-year-olds, yeah. like three of them. I know. <laughs> and they have her on the floor... And then they're, they're stealing her trainers, and then they steal her tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> well, you just because they're saying, "What do you think? What do you think Kerry would say?" Yeah. And then in the background, she's running after them. <laughs> but those pants that she's well, wearing, I don't know. They look like they, nappies. They, they, well, they, they just look like cut-offs. They look yeah. like cut-off jeans or something. But but it was that was just the. I forgot that that was in that oh, episode. That is so funny. I completely it? forgot, and that was I was I was bawling my eyes out with that bit. That was so funny. Mm. But it was just like something that you would see in like Police Squad or Naked Gun. Yeah. This 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 joke that's going off in the background that nobody is really because even even when Curtin looks out the window, he doesn't react to it. It's not like he's going, "Oh bloody, I'll look at that." It's sort of like, yeah, it's just Kerry messing about with like eleven year olds. I'm ten, eleven year olds. Yeah, well, they said that, that later on in the episode that she's hanging around with year seven, so that's going to be eleven. Is it? Old. I never understand that's what the, the first, year seven is. That's the first year of. In our day, would have been the first year of secondary school. So right. we were in the first year, but now they just continue it on. So you leave year six at primary school and start year seven at the bigger school. Thank you very much for that uh, information. There you are. Thank you. Uh, so then we get Kerry, and Kerry's saying, um, they've obviously asked her, where do you think you'll see yourself in five years? And uh, she says, in a flat in the middle of the village, all the furniture will be inflatable. <laughs> They'll have a skybox, and it all get paid for itself. Because the spare room, they're going to breed quail's eggs because they're worth fucking shitloads. <laughs> now, I will go on to this a little bit more later on in the fact of... of I mean, Kerry is obviously a little bit simple. I mean, in the... Yeah. But it's... There's something about that simplicity that I think... Well, it's is, an innocence. I think is just beautiful. Yeah. The fact that that... If she got that... She'd be she happy. would be happy. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. I don't think she Want would. For bo- anything. She wouldn't bother anybody. That for her is being successful. Mm. That she can have a room full of inflatable furniture, a skybox, <laughs> and a spare room full of quail's eggs. Yeah. That to me is like you can you can wish for having money and stuff, but if that's all you want in life, 
there's something quite beautiful about it that. It is happiness. I think, you know. Yeah. That, and there is a line that she says later on that sort of backs that up, that, that obviously we'll get, we'll get to. Uh, so Kerry tells Curtin about the dump gang. Uh, Levi, they've built, well, Levi's helping her build a den out of the old, um, out of the dump out of old car parts, and there's a washing machine for a safe. So if there's anything that you want to put in there, just let me know. You need to tell me now. Yeah, and then, but Curtin can't bring himself to tell uh, Kerry. So Curtin and the vicar are talking man stuff. So when that's when uh, she comes out, well, sorry, Curtin comes out, and then the vicar comes out following him a little bit later. But uh, Curtin can't tell Kerry about it because it's man stuff. Yep. And Kerry's going, well, I, I can talk man stuff. And that's when Curtin drops the bombshell that, it, that they're actually talking about. Uh, Vicar's got problems with his ball bag. What sort of problem? <laughs> One of them's turned hard like a stone. <laughs> <laughs> but then the Vicar bounds out with a smile. <laughs> I know. This hey, is, hello, Kerry. This is a classic <laughs> comedy setup, <laughs> isn't told it? you, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? And then Kerry says, well, I don't know what to say, to be honest. I'll give you more time to let it sink in, shall I? And then the, Why the, is he so proud perfect, of it? Perfect button on the end of that scene. Why is he so proud about it? Uh, it's a very funny setup. It's a classic sort of sitcom setup, really, in the sense. Yeah. But so funny. Well executed. Yeah, so Curtin's trying to find a right time to tell Kerry he knows that she will take it hard. Um, and the vicar, obviously, uh, saying it's hard for Kerry. A lot of her peers have moved on. Uh, so she hangs around with a lot of year sevens. And then when they become year elevens, they move on too. And Kerry has found another batch of year sevens before they will this, move on. We've talked about the heart and everything in this. Yeah. It's quite sad. It's this, very sad. This episode, isn't yeah. it, when you think about it? that You know, later on they admit they're in their 20s. Um, and they're hanging around with 11-year-olds. Yeah. I don't know. It's quite sad, isn't it? It is. Though? It's very sad. But the thing is, it's also... It's also the way that people live, isn't it? Yeah, it's that, it's that small-mindedness, like it, yeah. I think, of living in... Well, it's the rural village mentality, village. Isn't I mean, it? I think that there's a lot of people living in... I mean, our town is quite becoming quite a big time. Yeah. As in size of it. But when we were younger it was small, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you... then there are still people here that have mm. that small town mentality. Yeah. There are people that are quite happy to go to work, come home, watch telly, go to bed, go to work, come and do that over and over again. All week, yeah. You know, it's really strange because I I look at a lot of people that I know and then when I look at the th sort of things that we're doing in regards to doing some just creating stuff yeah. and doing podcasts, there isn't anybody else I really know. Well, there's a few, a couple of people, that, yeah. you know, that are musicians, if you like, that that do things a little bit differently. But 99% of people. where we live yeah. are those people that... And that's no disrespect to them. That's how they want to live. Or... And it's, well, it's, it's how they've been brought up as well. If you think... <clears throat> I mean... Well, saying that, when our parents were younger, there was two cinemas in town and et cetera, et cetera. But probably for our generation, the cinema that was there was a big pile of shit, yeah. even though we did go occasionally. Nothing really went on in town. The pubs were always just nothing, were they? There wasn't really a music pub. It took ages for something like a nightclub to appear in Siren. Mm. Well, proper nightclub. But isn't it strange that... I've just... I've just thought of this after making that point of like there isn't hardly anybody in the time mm. that that thinks out of the box and 
and yet we are doing a podcast about that very thing. We've got people that live in Siren that have created this sitcom about, it. about that actual thing. But yeah. in doing that, they are now... Outside the box. Outside the box. Yeah. And they are sort of... They are the exception to the rule in regards to coming from a town like Siren, uh, like, you know, hundreds of towns all across the country. Oh, yeah. There's loads of market towns you know, all over, isn't there? Yeah. So, that, I mean, that, I find that... I find that fascinating. Anyway, uh, we are then introduced to the, to the dump gang. Uh, Ker is very proud as there is a door. So you have a door <laughs> yes. and a door frame. Just a door stood up. Just plonked right in the middle of the dump. Um, Pork Chop, who's yeah, the... security man. Mainly because he's the biggest boy out of all of them. Arms folded like a doorman. And uh, Kerry very proudly goes, he's security. Um... Ball of Laughs, I <laughs> love their names for all their people, <laughs> uh, picks up the bog seat, which is like a door knocker that's going to be attached to the front of the door. Uh, pork Chop stops Ker- uh, Curtain going in, but Kerry very calmly just goes, no, he's with me. It's yeah. all right, he's with me. So so Kerry is leading Curtain around, showing him around um, the Dump Gang's headquarters, and he does look a little bit sort of, sort of part oblivious to it and part him sort of, this sort of like wonder of you know what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? And then um, she makes him close his he eyes. Close his eyes, and there's one, two, three, and then there's a pack of wall tiles. Now you see, this made me chuckle <laughs> the very first time I saw this because when I was younger, going out and about on my bike or with my mates, we always found tiles. Yeah, there, there was two guarantees somewhere around where we went it was tiles or a really old pornographic magazine. Right. Do you remember those? Or a bit? phone book. Yeah, or a, a phone f- book would be another one that I would, that I would, if just I was wandering chat. around, you'd just come across, yeah. But, you know, we'd always find pages of a pornographic magazine somewhere, and it's like, how bizarre. Well, it is, because would people really be fiddling with themselves with a pornographic no, magazine I, in I a forest? I came to the conclusion that they needed to get rid of it. Their hiding place had been found right. at home. Because what was, did you do with the magazine? So I, I No, it was never enough to like take... We'd all read the bit that was there and then just leave it, because I didn't want to take like half a magazine, soiled yeah. magazine. Huh? Did you keep them? You must have found one. I never found a magazine. The only thing I, thing I ever found was a... Um, Instamatic camera picture of someone holding their knob. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and was it a good picture? Well, I I don't know. I, I I can't really say that I could like put it against <laughs> any other knobs that I'd seen. <laughs> um, I always remember somebody saying that um, the rumor went round. I don't know how true it was that they'd found one of these magazines um, shoved in a in a wood where they were making a den. And there was readers' wives in there, and one of the readers' wives was one of the teachers at the school. Right, okay. And then the rumour went round that she was in readers' wives. How true? I don't know. Which school did you go to? Deer Park. Oh, right, yeah. 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 I heard there was a lot of that there. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, so Curtin asks what you're going to do with them, um, and she just goes to smash them up in the road, probably. Yeah. Uh, the fastest in the group uh, wears... Uh, no, I thought it was a dirt, dirty paper bag, but it's actually a... Um, a Hoover bag. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she's trying to put this bag on Curtin's head, and he's going, no, not not on the curtains, not on the curtains. And then slug, slugs appear. Yeah, yeah, our friend slugs. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> um, and Curtin, and Kerry's going, well, what are you doing here? And he says, oh, Levi said I was a member of the dump gang. So Curtin, oh, I keep saying Curtin. Kerry loses it a little bit. 
So his application is still being considered. And you didn't use the door, which was annoying. That counts against you. So, yeah, she's got a thing about people using the door. Uh, then Curtin there is talking about slugs, saying he turns up when he uh, when you don't want him to, and you can barely understand him. Now, the funny thing is, when I was doing the notes, I always put the subtitles on so I can yeah. make sure I don't miss anything. <coughs> slugs has got his own subtitles yeah, in the episode, which yeah. makes me laugh. Um, he so he, he says to Curtin, you actually accidentally called me earlier. Um, so Curtin's going, as, as it has happened to a lot of people, I'm sure, the you know, phone does that when I, you know, it's in my pocket. Yeah, I heard you slagging me off. And then he says, it's okay, I slag you off too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is always funny. And then Kurt, when he says to him, who too? And Kerry, is that little bit of conflict starts here. Yes, yes. It's I think that. that's where the seed starts, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, yeah, because she he, she never he told how she never pays for anything. Yeah, about the calipers. I offered you a mini milk. Well, he, he says um, you still offered you offered to buy me that, um, and so I didn't think you'd actually get me to pay for it. And he said, ah, but it, I offered you a mini milk milk instead of a calipo. Yeah, but the mini milk's a fifty p, and a calipo is one pound twenty. Just so you know. So this is obviously true to life as well, because people of that generation, there isn't any money, is there? Really? No. People, there is poverty. Yeah. There is genuine sort of poverty. For well, where somebody. do they get the money? Where would they get They're their money off from? Some sort of social, aren't they? Yeah. It's yeah. just their dole check or whatever they call it. Yeah. Then. So Curtin calls Kerry an absolute arsehole and walks off. Slogs, slogs, <laughs> slogs. Slugs drops the bombshell, uh, and then bet you're glad you're moving away now. Then Curtin. Um, Kerry is like, yeah. You can see that she's. Absolutely... Well, he doesn't deny it. He raises his arms, doesn't he? What the fuck? It's that. It's that. He gives slugs that little sly sort of side look, a br- brilliant little look. But it has sh- shows so much. There's like anger and disgust yeah. all in this one look. Uh, so when are you go in pretty soon, and that's when Curtin gives slugs that subtle little side look, and Kerry looks very sad. She looks really upset, doesn't she? <coughs> yeah. Uh, so the vicar says it's hard to find work in the village. Um, routine is, it's hard to get routine and structure in your life because you can't um, uh, get a job, basically. Which is hard. Imagine mm. just living in a village like that. You can't. There's no, the jo- nothing. No, there's where would you go? Far between. Yeah. So we cut to Kerry smashing war tiles with a rock. Uh, which actually I thought looked quite therapeutic. It probably, it probably is. It's and quite... to be fair, like I said, if we found them, we used to end up just chucking them. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the the thrill of breaking them, isn't it? When you found the old building with one window that wasn't always, broken, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Like, Come on, let's smash the window. Yeah. So Kerry's there saying that uh, if he wants to go, he said she said I'll be fine. Uh, he won't spend a whole weekend at Breen Sands. End up following. I end up following a cat round the village, and uh, Levi's there putting the toilet seat on the door. So she's going no higher, higher, mate. Mm-hmm. Higher, just go higher. And uh, said he's happy for him, not upset. But it's getting very like pretentious if you're talking about the fact that is there a deeper meaning with the fact that she's like she's saying that she's okay, but she's like destroying these things at the same time. I, mean, or I she... suppose you can just be read into it. I just know that when we were youths, we'd have we broken... would just do that. Yeah, we'd have just broken them anyway, yeah. just because you could. Yeah. But it's the, the Breen Sounds bit is sort of telling, though, isn't it? When she he's telling the story, how he kept ringing her. And... Well, that's what, that's the next bit. So yeah. Curtin is packing, um, saying that Kerry took it well. 
Uh, and then we get his side of the Breen Sands uh, weekend away that she would be ringing him the entire time, texting him, texting his nan, phoning the caravan park reception. Um, so, and I thought it's, it's the same as having a kid. It's like when you leave a kid at home and you're trying to go and have a weekend away or something and, the, and you have to constantly be worried about the kid. Yeah, because uh, I know they're cousins, but that's that's her only close friend so yeah. far that we know. Yeah. Well, that's the only only friend that she's got that she isn't friends with because she has to bully them, like no. like, like the, the year yeah. sevens that are all scared of her, apparently. Yeah, well, well, well we learned that they're not yeah, really. Yeah, that's not exactly, no. So uh, Curtin is excited, he's getting out of this shithole instead of worrying about other people. But then he packs a picture of him I and Kerry. that's really sweet. Yeah. Because it shows he cares. And plops it on the top. And even the way though... he hides a jump, he puts a jumper over it, doesn't he, yeah, and hides yeah. it. So the vicar is giving Kerry a bollocking. Uh, he said that the tiles need to be cleaned up and the portaloo needs to go back to the boarding <laughs> building site. The fact that they went into a building site and nicked a portaloo. Yeah, yeah. Never thought about that. But this is the, the parental kind of side of it. Is it like, now? Because I mean now. Um, Kerry wants the vicar to say sorry as he is making Curtin leave. Mm. Uh, she's not happy because he's happy. Because the, the, the vicar is trying to say you've got to be happy for him because he wants to go off and do something with his life. And yeah. like you say, she doesn't want him to leave. And she doesn't get it, does she? She doesn't get why he wants to go No, off. and the That's vicar the says thing. that Curtin wants to help people. Yeah. And then she just goes, old people are stupid old fucks who I hate. <laughs> if two old people go out for a meal, they uh, leave just as much mess as a baby in a high chair. <laughs> Great line. And that's offensive. Yeah, yeah. And then the vicar says, well, leave when you're not being so vile, please, or come back when you're not being so vile. Um, and then she says, vile, going on about my rock-hard ball bag. Uh, that's, that's it's fun. the look on his face, though. He has no yeah, idea. No idea what you're talking about. Yeah, you never do, do you? Wolf in shepherd's clothing. Oh, that's funny. Another good line. Um, <clears throat> so Curtin got a call from the vicar saying that Kerry is not happy, and he just goes his Breen Satins all over again. So he goes to dump, goes to see uh, Kerry, asks uh, if she's all right, but of course he apologises, saying sorry, he didn't uh, say anything. And this is again. This is another a really sweet. Mm. Well, it's not a sweet. It's a bit of sweet scene because you can totally understand um, Curtin's point of view that he wants to go and better himself. Yeah, well, get, make something of his life and get some sort of income and job and do something. Yeah, absolutely. But she, it's the bit here where she, because if you think of the grand scheme of things, if if you're thinking local, <coughs> he's not a million miles away. Mm. It's not like he's moved up north or down no. right down south. He's literally not even an hour's drive no, away. No, that's, that's right. Quite sad. Really. So Kerry is trying to trying to say to him, you know, about all the things that he's going to miss. You know, why do you want to leave when we've got a pub and a shop? Um, which is this, it is that small town mentality mm. again. It's like there's nothing. It's almost like they're in a fort, and that's there's nothing in the outside no. world. Mainly because Kerry could never... She, I mean, as far as she's concerned, the only places that she knows about are the places she can walk to. Yeah. <clears throat> she can't go anywhere else. Unless she, she goes t- on a bus. Unless she goes on a bus, I suppose. I mean, she obviously knows about other places, yeah, yeah. but it's not like it's the village. It's, where, <laughs> yeah. You know, the Shyamalan film, where, where it's literally... There's... You're scared in the dark. <clears throat> exactly, exactly. And then she says, what about the duck race? And he says, oh, I'll come back. Well, no, you can't just dip in and out. You either dip in or you dip out. Now, the duck race, the famous duck race, 
this is links nicely to episode one of series two. Yes. It really does. It does. That yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, and then Curtin just asks, Kerry says, aren't you bored? Which I think is the crux of the whole problem. They, mm. they do say about the youth in the village that they can they get bored. I mean, we bored, used to get bored. Yeah. We used to go out and play yeah. but be bored in the end. I mean, I say to my kids now that we were never bored, but we did get bored. Of course you did. Because if it was a rainy day, you had nothing, nothing to, to do. do. Four channels on the TV, kids. Yeah. That's all we had. Yeah. Um, so he then says that last week they tried to get a one-pound coin out of a well with a magnet and a piece of string. <laughs> <clears throat> and then so, well, that's all we did. Uh, rubbish. We did bury that dead carp as well. <laughs> mm. So then he asks if they can talk alone for two minutes. Now, I thought they were going to like take the microphones yeah. off, but obviously they just go and walk off, but they've got their microphones. Well, they wouldn't think about it, was it? And this is a lovely heart-to-heart now. Yeah, so say everyone that we've grown up with has moved on. Darren Lacey, there he is, he's back, uh, and Kirk share a flat in stride now. Now, that to me was the thing, is that in their minds, that is like living in London. Yeah, they've gone to a big town. <clears throat> yeah, that's like yeah. them, they've made it, because they've got a flat of their own, in, like, the bright lights of Stroud. And work at Halfords. Yeah. He said when they come back and went to McDonald's, they had to watch them eat McDonald's because they couldn't afford it. And then that's a bang on about how good it was working at, McDo- uh, working at Halfords. And Curtin was embarrassed that he's not doing anything. And gets asked what he's doing, and he goes, nothing. And it's been like that since school. Um, but it was a very, t- like I say, it's a very touching scene in the fact that yeah. you can see two sides of the story. This was the line that got me in regards to what I said earlier on, that Kerry says, I don't think you realise just how lucky we are that we're doing nothing with our lives. Mm. Now, there's part of me, there's a a simplistic beauty to that, that if you you could spend, if, like, all you want to do is, like, nothing with your life and you're not hurting anybody and you're not putting anybody else in debt or anything like that and you can live your life by being happy, by doing nothing... I feel like some there's part of me that's thinking that you've won. You yeah, know, if I know that, that, if that's your goal to do nothing, and you can get away with doing it, and like mm. I say, it's not you're not doing it so that you are then costing people money or you yeah. are hurting people doing it. Now I know it's I I know that it's not well. There's all sort of political it's, arguments. It's not a very a... PC thing to say, mm. and and yeah, and if you've got even a one percent of ambition. You wouldn't want to do that because you're not... All right, she's in her early 20s mm. in this. You don't want to be 45 and still walking around with a Swindon Town shirt on. But there are... This is where it is quite a social commentary, isn't it, in places like around here. And like we said, all over the country in small rural towns or market towns or villages, that there isn't anything for these people to do. No. You know, there people do have aspirations and move on, but a certain amount of the population gets stuck. And get stuck there. And that's where you see those sort of people still there at 45. Mm. And all their life consists of is getting pissed up at the pub and that's it. Yeah. So Kerry carries on by saying <clears throat> that you don't get it. It's that, you know, going behind her back, leaving her here on her own. So it's selfish. Like Tony from Hollyoaks, same old shit, hanging on to the same old shitty memories. This is what Curtin, this is when they decide to like turn on each other a little mm. bit and Curtin gets quite hurtful. Um, and then Kerry gets up, shakes Curtin's hand, says good luck with it all, yeah, and then strides off defiantly, but then there's, like, sniffles. You know she's crying. Yeah, which is really... I mean, it is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Um, so the vicar with a voiceover says Kerry and Curtin falling out. Uh, Kerry goes over to the uh, graffiti, 
and scrubs Curtin's name off the Kerrion Curtin yeah. rule the village. So the vicar decides he's going to mediate between the two of them. But there's that bit of the football, isn't there, um, where Kerry's walking through and the kids, the young kids, before she gets to the vicar's, they're playing football. And Kerry says... Um, yeah, 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 that's right. No, the vicar, because the vicar in the voiceover says that she's, yeah. he's going to mediate. Then they go to the field playing football. Can I play? No. So uh, she hasn't got the power that she thinks no, she has. No, so she away, says, I'm going to go and tell the vicar then, and then walks off and he's like crying again. Yeah, right, I'm going to tell the vicar then if you don't let me play. And they just say, OK, bye. Yeah, and they've got no respect for no. him at all. So the vicar, Kerry and Curtin, are in uh, the vicar's office. Yeah, and mediation. It's, all, it's, like, it's like a divorce court. Yeah. Um, so Kerry goes on about uh, Grand Theft Auto 5, uh, and Curtin says uh, that he'll have it in the week, and Curtin and she'll have it in the weekends. Oh, isn't but, it the other way around? She has it all week, and then he'll come back and have it at the weekend. Oh, right, that's my yeah. fault. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Kerry's not happy with that. She doesn't want her half of GTA passed around crappy whores like some pig on market day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that line. Um, and then she said, eventually it came, comes over, they said, look, well, why don't we have a changeover? That's right. And we'll have contact centre here <laughs> and hand it over here. And Curtin just goes, fine. Then we go on about the pog. Well, she says, right, as Vicar says, it's quite a funny bit, isn't it? Because he says, right, is that it? Is that all we can do? And, he, and she goes, no, as a matter of fact, it isn't. He's got a pog of mine. And then Curtin is just, like, getting more and more incredulous and, like, it's just, like, can't be bothered. I've moved three <laughs> times since I've had that pog. And he wouldn't be able to find it, even if, you know, he started looking for it, he wouldn't know where it is. All she's doing is clutching at straws, isn't she? She's yeah, trying to make yeah. it awkward for yeah. him because she really doesn't want him to go. And the thing is, it says that she wants the Pog to be returned before he fucks off. She's got a GTA to look after. So the GTA is now their baby. Baby, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So um, she's being very calm. Uh, but Curtin says, I'll look, but I won't be able to find it. Uh, and then she says, well, look, that's the attitude that I have to put up with. See, this 20 is... odd years. Yeah, there you go, surprised. you see. We, we questioned about their age. So yeah. they're in their 20s. Yeah. They've known each other all their lives. So. Yeah. Um, so Curtin says, see, I've been putting up with that nagging old Belshaft for 20-odd years. And then uh, Kerry then goes on about the ownership of certain words. She wants Belshaft, wank, coin, and ass pirate uh, because he made them up. And so Curtin says that he wants fucknut and dick milk. They must have so much fun. I think that there was was loads of outtakes on that bit because I think there's almost a bit you can see a little bit of a smile on um, Well, I'd just like to keep making the words out. Oh, yeah. If you imagine every time you did a a take, you could change those words. I want this. And then do you want that in writing? And he's just saying, I can't wait to leave this shithole. So we've got a bit of um, text on Mm. the screen. Experts believe that the future of many rural communities uh, is not... um, (laughs) Is at risk, so I can't read my own writing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> is at risk. 200,000 young people leave the countryside uh, each year to gain access to training and housing and jobs. So, Kurt, and now, um, now this is where he starts trying to. I think he. It's dawned on him now in regards to the fact that. It's a big move. But it's also the fact that he's, he doesn't want to lose Kerry. Yeah. I think that's the thing. He doesn't want to leave her. No. So, he now starts. Going on about all the things that he, you know, he's 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 getting anxious. Well, you can see the anxiety in him. Can't yeah, you? he goes on about the Swindon College pr- prospectus where the guy on the front looks arrogant. It's not what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, pacing the vicar's office, and the vicar says that you know the day's approaching. Curtin's getting anxious and stressed, 
and he starts getting stressed about the the patterns on the carpet. I kept thinking there's like um the shining for some reason when he okay. said <laughs> when he said uh, well, I suppose it's patterns got a, on the a carpet. Prominent yeah, carpet, yeah. Hasn't it? and it's, but it's the, again the vicar uses F's and Jeff's line at this bit, doesn't he? Yes. Because he says there's been a few yes, F's and Jeff's yes, banding yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. He swirls on carpets, freak me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. He says, don't want me to have an epileptic fit. And then we get, the, what are the, one of the, the famous lines? <clears throat> Probably one of the funniest lines. Yeah, looking yeah. at the menu in the cafeteria and wonder if you can tell me what the fuck is pesto. Um, what, is, what the fuck is pesto, anyway? <laughs> it's <laughs> green I, just, yeah, stuff, it's isn't not, it? It's not natural, is um, it? And then the vicar just, uh, a, a, a talking heads of camera said he's really looking forward to it. Again, nice. So he's obviously had a little bit of a chat with him. Kerry's with the dump gang, laying down the law. He's she's getting really stressed out because nobody is using the the door. They 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 just keep walking in without using the door. Uh, but then she says, you know, that she doesn't need anybody because the dump gang they're tight as fuck. And then the password is dump gang. Uh, come in, treat the place with respect. Whoever gave Molehill the Hoover bag hat, he's been banned. Yeah. He went to toilet in the office. So they're using the portaloo. She's using the portaloo as an actual office. office. Um, so she chucks everyone out, and then, of course, everybody just like meanders past the door. And she shouts, Use the door. Porkchop's the only one that uses the door. And she goes, Oh, thank you, Porkchop. Curtin and the vicar, they're going to the car, he's loading his bags, and Curtin looks really stressed. He just he doesn't, does look, he's doesn't not look happy. happy. Doesn't look happy at all. Um, and the vicar is sort of like faffing about him a little bit. Mm. You know, the coach is leaving in half an hour. And he just says, you know how stressed I am. Just just shush, leave me alone. Mm. So then we see Kerry at the dump gang headquarters with a screwdriver in the toaster. Just, un- un- just screwing it. Unscrewing it. Yeah, yeah, taking yeah. it to bits. Uh, saying that she's got a business idea for a taxi called Aardvark Taxis because it'll be the first in the phone book because it's got a double A. And then on open day, she's going to dress as an aardvark and give out balloons with the telephone number to kiddies. <laughs> um, simple. Simple. I mean, who hasn't done that already? Yeah, simple, you see. Um, so then Curtin is outside the door of the dump gang, fighting, saying, I found that pog of yours. Do you still want it? And she just says, post it through the letterbox, which he does. Now, this is quite a sweet and quite a well-thought-out bit because he stays behind that door. Yeah. You know, there's no walls. No. He could easily just look around, but he doesn't, does he? Yeah, yeah. The barrier is there. So he, he asks if the position of the fastest in the group uh, is is still taken, and she says, well, Molehill's got it um, by default. And then he says that he's already taken a gap year. So he's not saying that he's not going to the college. He's just taken a gap year, um, so he's not going to go, just so he can prepare. Uh, he asks... Kerry, what the the password is? The password is Dump Gang. So they get as she comes in, he goes and sits with her, and um, he asks. Kerry asks how the vicar's ball bag is. Well, first asks how the vicar is feeling. She he says he's disappointed. And uh, how's the ball bag? Well, it's turned black and drops off. Oh, yeah. Um, like mine. Like yours, yeah. And she says, I really like the way you use the door. So thank you. The things are starting to thaw. And uh, and then Curtin says, I really like how you respected my curtains, mm. which I thought was very sweet. Then we get this beautiful shot at the end, uh, quite cinematic, with the um, sun setting. And uh, here is the Fat King, which we will come, yeah. come along to. And then they fall down. Um, and I always think it's nice when you get a movie 
or something where they say the title of the yeah. the movie and it's uh, this country is ours and then Kerry finishes with this no 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 curtain yeah, says the curtain says um this is our country. country and then she says this country is ours yeah and uh, it's also when she says you know look at that why would you want to be anywhere else and you sort of feel that yeah you really do yeah and there is a part of me that still feels like that because I've had the opportunity to live in London, but I've come back. Yeah, there is part of me that. Has that but that small... was because your ball bag dropped off. Yeah, and they also I've got the small town mentality, and me, I, me too. I too had respect for your curtains <laughs> because they were fucking sweet. <laughs> That's the way Kerry says it. Isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's because they're fucking sweet. So that was the end of. Uh, it's a sweet season episode. One. It's. It's got great laughs in it. It's not... I wouldn't say it's a wall-to-wall belly laugh one, but it's its the one with the most heart. Yeah. It's the one that really shows you the relationship between the two of them. Yeah. That they so, are close. They are best friends, rather than just being cousins. They've yeah. got that bond, haven't they? Yeah. And Let's just do nice. the... Yeah, we'll just go through... Um, we had a few people on Instagram tell us their favourite bits. Oh, hello, everyone. So, um... <laughs> That's a general hello to everybody in, on Instagram. Yeah. Or who so, follow us, anyway. Catherine Hannah hello, said Catherine. that uh, this bit is a favourite. And another thing, I've been looking at the menu in the cafeteria, yeah? I wonder if you could be so kind in telling me what the fuck is pesto. I'm with you on that, Curtin. Yeah, there you go. Adam Gregory, 4170. Hello, uh, Adam. His favourite was this bit. You ever done a pill, Victor? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little... <laughs> no. Uh, and This Country Fans... Who's our uh, very good friends? Hello, uh, this country fans. Uh, they said that the end is emotional when Carrie and Curtin are messing about getting over the gate. Mm. You see them as the sun is setting, saying, We wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So we've got a little bit of that. Here comes the fat king! <laughs> Here is the king! The fat. Ah! Oh, well. oh. Look at that! We wouldn't want to be anywhere else. This is our country! This country is ours! Bless. It is sweet. Uh, and I just wanted this bit. How's this ball bag? Oh, uh. I've just turned black and dropped off, I think. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it's the so Right, so, so now that we've done every single episode of Series 1, what would you put them in order? Oh, God, now you ask. I just did. Yeah, now you ask. Um, I just did again. I still think Oven Space is my favourite. Okay. Followed by Peeping Tom. Followed by Scarecrow. They're, bearing in mind, they're all strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Scarecrow. Maybe. Oh. See, I really... GMVQ, because of the sweetness and that bond in there. Um, what have I missed? Uh, Big Mandy. Big Mandy. Oh, crap. I'll put the last three as equal at the bottom. I can't work out which one I... Yeah, mine's, mine's mine's on a slight... A bit like the way I do Star Wars movies. They're on a sliding scale. They're not one below each other. Just ones that you prefer... Uh... Yeah, I'm going to go... Mandy is my favourite. Is it? Peeping Tom is number two. Okay. Evan Space is number three. I think GMVQ is number four. Yeah. Um, Scarecrow is five, and King of the Nerds is six. Oh, I forgot about King of the Nerds, didn't I? Yeah. But that's not to say that... Like number six is the one that I hate. No, no, no. There it's just that, and but you have to put. Well, you, the question was, what order would you put them in? Oh, I forgot about King of the Nerds. Mm. Yeah, that would probably be. Yeah. But then, if you go, if you chucked in episode one of series two, don't be silly now. <laughs> then that would be. I mean, that random act of kindness. 
is up there with me with Evan Space. Yeah, I it's think great. It's a great episode. It's such a strong episode. But we will talk more about that. Yeah, we'll go more in in depth. We'll we'll digest it a bit longer because it's always nice when the new series is dropped or for any series that drops new. Rather than just talk about the one episode, I always like to see them all. Yeah. So they all have context within each other. Because yeah. there are usually some sort of story arc through. There is. Um, so it's always nice then for it to be finished, and then you can come back and reevaluate everything. It, like I was saying to you earlier, when I watch these episodes as well, it's it's nice to go back and watch them again un, uninterrupted. I don't. I, I completely watch it through. And then I watch it, stopping it, pausing mm. it, and I do what you do and put the subtitles on in case you miss any of that little dialogue. And that's quite a nice way of doing it because you you really do digest it all. And, and what great comedy to digest. Indeed. Now, we'll be doing a special little episode for the comic relief um, uh, for four or five minutes that they did. Will that uh, be over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, it? well, I think I think that should be for Patreon. Okay, yeah, uh, we'll I'll do, do that, that for we'll, Patreon. So if you want to listen to that one or see any of the exclusive um, on-location videos that we did, then please come and uh, subscribe or, or donate to yeah, our Patreon. Yeah, become a Patreon. Indeed, patreon.com forward slash WTAF. And for as little as $1, which is about 70p, uh, you can come and support the podcast and get some exclusive content. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll we will stick that up there. We haven't recorded it yet, but we no. will we will yeah. do. There's there's loads of other things that you can that you can get. How many some, videos is on there now? Uh, we've only done one, but another one will be going up probably when this video is when this episode is already online. There'll be another video, right? So we'll have a couple up there. Oh, brilliant! And um, yeah, so we're going to have a few like behind the scenes things. We're going to do a video of the a tour of the the, the, the studio shed, of the it? shed, and we'll have another couple of other things. And we've got a couple of little rewards in the works that I think will, if you're a fan of this country, you are going to love. Yeah, these are these will be very special. Yeah, but we're rewards. not going to be able to say anything. No, we can't say anything, but at just the moment. keep listening and keep your eyes peeled. Indeed. Uh, come and uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at WTAF This Country. If you want to email us, email us WTAF This Country at hotmail.com. And if you want to see all the podcasts and stuff like that, then all the other stuff that we do is pancast.co.uk. And please come and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. Um, if you do that, I mean, we were very grateful that we've uh, we hit number seven in the TV and uh, film Which is charts really good. again, and we're we're bubbling about all the time. We're sort of on there all the time, which is amazing for something the size that, that we are. Mm. Um, so any any if you can review us and leave a rating, that would be fantastic on Apple Podcasts because it means other people get to show about the show and just tell everybody hashtag yeah. tell everybody about series two on iPlayer and on BBC One on Tuesdays at ten forty five, as well as telling everybody about the podcast. Um, we still have plans to maybe try and sort out a get together. Yeah, uh, well, in in the future, it's something that we're thinking about. We've got exciting stuff in the yeah works, to maybe incorporate uh, the this country fan quiz of the year. Try and incorporate that. And try and get to do so that we can meet a few of the the fans of this country because yeah. we all love the show. Yeah, we love everybody that's involved in it, don't we? Indeed. So that's it. What a jam packed episode that was! Wow, and it's the longest one I think we've ever done. 
Well, sorry to keep wittering on. Well, <laughs> no, I'm sure it's uh, it's good. fine. Now, Neil needs to go and uh, sort out his ball bag. Yeah, go <laughs> reattach it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Neil, for for, much, for coming along once again. Oh, it's always a pleasure. And uh, we'll see you next week uh, with some special guests oh, next week. All special guests we like, special Indeed. guests. Indeed. So go and get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Is it time to refresh your house? Then go to DJ Baird Carpentry and Building Services. They are experts in kitchen fitting. Or maybe you need to extend your home, where they will project manage your loft conversion or extension. They specialise in flooring, staircases, hanging doors, skirting or decking. If you want the best, go to the best at DJ Baird Carpentry and Building Services. For more information, contact them via Facebook at djbaird.carpentry, email them at dan.baird at hotmail.com or telephone 07904 if you want quality, then use DJ Baird Carpentry and Building Services. Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.